podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. Uh, this is a very special episode, the 200th episode of the podcast. So to help us celebrate the 200th episode, we have the OG host, the OG co-host. Hello, Giri. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Ajit. Nice to be back. What does OG stand for here? <laughs> I think OG, <laughs> I in ask... the, OG in the modern parlance stands for original, I'm told. So. Original, okay. Original yeah. gangster? No. Okay. Yeah, OG. Whatever it might be. Ah, OG. Okay. Original. Yeah. It's a special episode. Uh, when I started, I don't think we envisioned we'll get to this far. So I'm very happy to have you share the 200th episode with me. After all, I mean, it was our dream. Uh, we started the, uh, the podcast together. So great to have you back here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we started way back in 2018. Yeah. Almost... New Year's Eve, I think, Precisely. just before 2019. Uh-huh. And it's been four years. And in four years, this is the 200th episode. So it's uh, it's also a good, I would say, yeah, I've been very prolific well. in terms of the number of episodes. Uh, not uh, without compromising on the quality, I have to say. And, you know, like we've always been speaking, you know, whenever, whenever we meet mm. also, just mm. like when we met in London the other day for the WTC finals. Of course. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, that did not go in uh, India's favor. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, so the focus has always been on test cricket. Right. And test cricket for us is, right, that's the holy grail. Right? That's Absolutely. that's what we seek to, uh, that, that's, that's where we seek enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And um, a series like Ashes, that's been going on recently uh, never ceases to amaze me actually mm-hmm. um there's bitter rivalry between the two uh, countries mm-hmm. uh, england and australia commonwealth countries um it never um ceases to you know amaze me like i said yeah and it's just for days like this that um i you know i i stay up late late sometimes to watch watch cricket of course when it's going on in Australia, but mm-hmm. uh, in, in this case, it's, it's in favorable time, but this is what gives us enjoyment. Um, and to talk about the game that we love and adore and enjoy watching, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think making 200 episodes um, while talking about such such a beautiful game of cricket, yeah, it's it's been a wonderful journey. I congratulate you on that. Uh, I must admit, I've been away for, I think, almost a year, just over a year due to other commitments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels really good to be back uh, to talk about cricket again um, and also in your company. So it's great to be here. And thank you for uh, having me back. Yeah. Nah, it's all right. Look, um, as I said, I have I have a, made a few friends uh, along the way, but I cannot forget the OG uh, co-host as well. right? So it's a special episode and you deserve to be back. As I said, uh, it, was, it was sort of a dream that we... Uh, device together and uh, of course uh, i can understand family commitments and uh, other commitments which you may have 
and because of that you decided to take a back seat and it's perfectly understandable but thanks for coming on the 200th episode so that we can actually recall some of the nice uh, nice things that have happened but before we lose ourselves in nostalgia i think let's come back to the present for a little bit did you see the ashes test that's currently going on england seem to have finally well come back to baseball yeah i think it's the tide started to turn towards england if i may say so i guess you have also spoken about this in the previous episode right the mm. headingley test mm-hmm. which changed the momentum for england and specifically mark wood doing that with that rocket spell of his Uh, and also with the very handy batting down oh, the order yes. very important yes yeah so w- w- what a wonderful cricketer i mean i've not seen a fast bowler always smiling you know enjoying his uh, rocket spells mm, mm. Uh, if you if you remember the old days when we were watching shoaib akhtar uh, you know he was always in pain if you there was always a grimace whenever he bowled a fast delivery if you remember but mm, mark wood mm. seems to enjoy his bowling yeah uh, i guess he knows his days are numbered as a tear away quick of course you know you, you can't bowl, you can't play for uh, uh, more than 30 40 matches if you're bowling at that pace mm. look at what's happening to jaspreet bumrah for example mm. uh, which is a sad story in itself mm. uh, but yeah the, the momentum changed there for england and um, i was actually surprised that australia seemed to have lost a bit of their um, let's say their uh, killing edge uh, they've lost it a little bit because when you're on top mm. when you're batting well that is especially uh, you expect a team of australia's caliber to go on and make a big score you know 400 plus scores we see that again today as well uh, that uh, they, they did cross 300 but you know the the kind of innings they produced mm. on very favorable conditions i must admit um, although they were put in uh, by england yeah they i think they failed to uh, capitalize on good batting conditions and uh, they are being paid back by england uh, and i guess what also is on england's mind and especially on ben stokes and uh, uh, mccallum's minds mm. uh, is that whether is going to play a part in this match right. for sure so they are taking um, the game directly into their hands and they are trying to enforce the result uh, preferably in their favor and because they are so good in chasing um, i guess edge baston was just a blemish there but uh, mm. otherwise uh, otherwise england are pretty good chasing uh, during the last 12 to 18 months so they're going to impose a big score like they've been doing mm-hmm. um, the way they have batted they have again you know like you said it's baseball a run rate of more than 5 5.3 edging closer towards 5 and 1/2 and when mm. zack crawley was batting it was pushing 6 uh, right so amazing batting by zack crawley um yeah australia looked very flat uh in batting conditions and uh yeah they are now definitely in the back seat they can't um, they they cannot rest the initiative away from the uh, english um, england team right now although they did get couple of wickets towards the end of the day mm. with uh, crawley dragging one onto his stumps and uh, joe root also um falling uh, almost at the end of the day's play mm. um but you can see that when ben stokes and uh, Uh, harry brook come out to bat tomorrow they will have they'll probably give the first half hour to the bowlers um, and ben stokes as we know he's going to play his natural game which is to play play himself in and then he's going to move into uh, higher gears very quickly like he did in uh, um, you know in uh, lords like he did in headingley so he's going to do that mm. very soon and australia will be left with either england are already 300 plus right so they are 
yeah already yeah. closer to 400 right so probably by lunch or just maybe one hour after lunch if the weather holds up um i think australia could be looking at a score of in excess of 500 with england declaring mm-hmm. i think declaration will be on ben stokes's mind um and uh, he would like to see australia come out to bat again when they are still tired right right and then um, and then chase the score uh, chase the score whatever they come up with uh, with enough time on hand i think that's the key for him so he will uh, he would like to ensure that there is enough time for them to bat in the second innings absolutely yeah see i mean i think you've hit all the salient points on how this game will go but if i were to look a little bit back at the australian batting innings well first of all uh, stuart brought 600 wickets great achievement i mean it we saw it coming i mean we know how uh how uh, let's say competitive a cricketer he is and how seriously he takes his game and we we never doubted once he crossed 500 and how comfortable he is with his fitness and everything else there's never much of a doubt that he'll get there and he did beautifully and uh, so first of all congratulations wonderful wonderful achievement and will we ever see again i don't know two bowlers with 600 plus wickets in the same team here no no chance i don't think so i think see the main question right now is with all these cricket leagues coming up in various parts of the world and the focus shifting you know definitely towards the shorter formats especially the t20 mm. um i don't think we'll ever actually encounter cricketers of such um high skill uh, skill level like james anderson jeward broad mm. and all these guys you know who are, who's going to who are going to play close to 200 test matches broad has about 170 james anderson 180 yes. plus right this in this insane number of test matches for fast bowlers of course they dedicated the the latter part of their career completely towards red ball cricket and that's also that's the effect of uh, the the sacrifice they've mm. made so they've <laughs> they have uh, i mean i i feel proud to say that you know they I, we should all be proud of them because they have chosen to serve the purest form of cricket rather than going for the quick and big bucks <laughs> in the other leagues right so that that's the, the it's a testament uh, to their um, skill level as well as the sacrifices they've made and uh, coming back to your question of whether we're going to see another player um, you know pick up so many wickets in test cricket probably not mm. i think we have probably seen the last of the few bowlers who will Uh, who have taken 600 plus wickets we we still have some spinners like ashwin and nathan lyon who could come closer to the 500 mm-hmm. mark but i guess from there on yeah we will hardly see any people uh, any bowlers uh, picking up more in excess of 300 wickets for sure it's going to be difficult in the coming years unless you know all the countries member countries uh, especially the test playing nations <laughs> um dedicate more resources towards uh, the promotion of test cricket of course we have the wtc and all that but still you know we are still barely cras- scratching the surface with these big leagues mm. um very tempting you know it, it's going to set up their life just let, let's be honest about it because it's a lot of money and uh, that's going to set up their lives they're going they can settle down easily uh, but yeah uh, test cricket is for um is for the hard toil right so you should be willing to spend time um, not just for 5 days on the field but also in preparation for that you have to build your body towards that you have to have good stamina good strength and all that and take care of yourself so that's a lot of dedication and uh, james sanderson and now stuart mm. brought amazing cricketers um you know i i 
Stuart Broad, of course, he's a bit extra eccentric in the way that he he doesn't he always gives it back, right? So he doesn't take anything in. He always gives mm. it back to whoever says something at him uh, towards him. But uh, I have to admit, you know, I have to admire him for his uh, skill level and the, the achievement he has done. Even though I don't like him <laughs> for his behavior, but I I do like his bowling. Uh, you know, he's a wonderful bowler. Great to see that, and uh, big congratulations to him. Well, he has an attitude, and as a fast bowler, I dare say you should have one of those. It's good. I mean, uh, as you say, there are different kinds of fast bowlers, right? Usually, the chuntering, uh, the grumpy fast bowler that sometimes Anderson is, or at times Broad can become. It's 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 the normal. It's it's more of the norm. You rarely find a Markwood who tumbles down twice every over and still gets up smiling. That's the rare uh, fast bowler. Um, that that was one of the achievements. The other achievement was a five four. by uh, stokes sorry works so works also may, has made an important uh, contribution to this england team after his comeback in both uh, let's say headingly and here so he took crucial wickets scored crucial runs in headingly now he's taken a five four and who knows tomorrow his um, his work may yet uh, with the bat may yet be required so yeah i think this is this is also a very useful cricketer to have at least in the short term he himself is no spring chicken but we know at least he has probably two good seasons with him if uh, yeah i i think anderson may very well hang up his boots at the end of this ashes so if that does happen giri first of all let's ask you do you think that will happen one can never be sure i guess i would say that anderson may not announce it um at the end of the series he might take a bit of time to um, spend the summer maybe with his family and then mm. think about it reflect on it and then announce it uh, after the summer break i would say that that's what i'm going with uh, but it depends you know maybe he has had enough he's he's going to be 41 in a couple of weeks or in a few days from now actually mm. he'll turn 41 in the, uh, in july so already we are only in, already in july right so right. 41 is uh, wow that's an amazing age right to be a right. fast bowler to be still operating at that, at that level amazing man he's he's mm. he's, uh, he's uh, one of the greatest gifts to the game actually Uh, Wasim Akram is still my most favorite fast bowler mm. of all time, mm. but James Anderson is up there. Is up there with him. I think uh, amazing guys. But anyway, um, you were talking about Chris Wokes. Uh, mm. Did you read that tidbit about uh, Chris Wokes and Mark Wood? Uh, um, apparently, Mark Wood um, mm. uh, gets a bit tense when he's flying. You know, when uh, right. they're on a flight. So uh-huh. Chris Wood, uh, Chris Wokes, apparently is is best mate. and he sits next to him and comforts him while they are uh, on tra- while they are traveling did you oh. know that no i didn't know this so two of the m- nicest guys in the english cricket team <laughs> i'm not I surprised say. i'm not surprised at all yeah. i mean they look like i mean to if you were to be a girl they would they would look like people you would take <laughs> home to your mother right so why not so and i can imagine that also there is a camaraderie there is also a bit of you know we'll take care of you don't worry bit of that right so yeah especially yeah. if there is a nervous flyer in the group i think these days they have no other choice but to fly a lot uh, but uh, yeah it's good to hear they take care of each other wonderful yeah i was just looking at anderson's record he has 10 days to go for his 41st birthday and so on but indeed what you said i mean he has 688 wickets and um, well he's he's his effectiveness has not been what it once was he slowly he slowly yeah i don't know his effectiveness is reducing but i don't know if he'll play on for another series just to get to 
uh, that he may remaining uh, 12 wickets i don't see that happening but yeah let's see you might be right i mean for me anderson bowling from anderson and at trafford winning the game for england if that's going to be his last test would be a very nice way to sign off we'll see if that will come to pass but you're absolutely right um yeah speaking of this game so you're right as well that uh, weather will have a say so they are predicting as much as a day and a half of loss to weather saturday is a whole day right off is what i heard today but you know how how quickly it can change in this part of the world and these parts of the world so we keep our eye out and uh, maybe maybe there's a chance england is just trying to get ahead of the game ahead of the weather as you say i mean if the lead crosses 120 or 130 let's say the moment they hit 500 they'll declare is my thought process if they were to get that far no matter how many overs they have faced they'll try to get there in shortest possible time and maybe try to put as much pressure on australia as possible i mean i don't see england trying to bat once and bat big that's what's my that's what's my point let's see if that comes to pass So yeah do you see England coming back to two all and then another decisive test again in the fifth one yeah um, for sure i see that happening the only thing of course you know the weather will play its part um i was also thinking while you were saying out loud that you know um, england might declare, declare uh, when they reach a score of in excess of 500 i was just thinking maybe ben stokes will just declare at the end uh, uh, after the first session tomorrow we're just thinking that because hmm. maybe 150 runs lead is all all they need with australia yeah, yeah. you know depleted and deflated hmm. um and really tired and come and face a few hours on and off the field you know if the there are weather changing condition uh, weather is changing all the while hmm. uh, you you play for a few minutes and then you're off again you're back on again that's not good for a batter right it's for sure right, right. not not it's very difficult for them to settle down so ben stokes might have that in mind or he will probably keep a very close eye on that and now that he's out there mm. in the field uh, on the pitch he will also be able to assess what the pitch is doing uh, for batters and how good it is for batting mm. and overhead conditions you know when there is a bit of cloud the ball will move the only shame is i mean old trafford has been not so much in favor of bowlers over the years not as much as headingly yeah but what i don't like sometimes is it's becoming so flat right maybe the fourth and the fifth day there will be something for the bowlers something in it for the bowlers hmm. but if you look at how england batted maybe england have batted out of their skin they have really batted well australia did not bowl well there are several factors but even then um there's not much for the bowlers and australia were, are definitely a spinner short right they don't have the premier spinner that nathan lyon is he's out of the ashes probably till uh, their domestic season uh, until later this year um so they really miss him and mm. uh, with a with a with no spin bowling option of course they have marnus labushain and uh, uh, travis head and steven smith who can roll their arm over but they are no they, they are not really nathan lyon nathan lyon he has 400 plus wickets wealth of experience mm. it's also sad to see you know somebody like todd murphy who did so well in india of course in spin friendly conditions right uh, the captain doesn't trust him that much Mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of question marks i mean australia i think they've also been uh, traveling for quite some time uh, uh, including that match that we both watched in uh, at the oval right so the right. the finals mm. and pat cummins the captain the bowling captain mm-hmm. um he's been playing for this is his fifth match on the trot right so fifth test match and mm. that mm. is bound to have an effect or um, uh, it's going to take a toll on his body and 
also on his mind because right it's going to be difficult as a captain right so you have to set your fields you also have to bowl well and if you look at his bowling figures today he was getting hit all over the park and credit to jack zack rolly for uh, playing like that i think he he took the game um, yeah he took the bull by the horns and uh, he just it was just unbelievable yeah but there were of course i think uh, australia may have um, done some tactical errors he was standing uh, you know his back foot was on the off stump if you noticed when zack rolly was batting mm-hmm. and he was moving across and they were trying to bowl straight to him and he was just covering his stumps and then hitting it either through the line or towards the leg side uh, he was ensuring that he was even if he got hit he was going to be hit outside the line of the stumps so the lbw was mm-hmm. out, was our question <clears throat> they did not bowl bowl um, fuller lengths outside the off stump enough uh, i would say uh, initially and when he when they did do that later on he was well settled and he could just smack them he did he played some unbelievable drives to the covers you know on the up uh, mm-hmm. almost like uh, i mean i don't want to draw comparison but uh, uh, somebody like vvs lakshman reminded me of vvs lakshman uh, some of the drives he played through the covers uh, but anyway um, yeah so to uh, draw a line under this and say it's definitely advantage england um, mm-hmm. whether will play a part but i really hope australia have some fight left in them and they can come back and uh, do well with their bat steve smith is long uh, due a long score so is manas manas may have played a 50 but they all got mm. starts but they never converted it to into a bigger score like uh, zack rolly right so i hope at least they can turn that around um, australia mm-hmm. um and i hope england uh, do what they're uh, good at you know quick runs again <laughs> and then bowl well later and uh, a good swan song for uh, uh, jimmy anderson maybe it'll be good know. to see two all right so it will be good yeah let's see first of all i still back england you're right probably that they'll try to take this test but uh, maybe there's another uh, there is another decisive test coming up but uh, we'll see if the austrian uh, coterie the coterie of fast bowlers will be a little ready for it because we saw um we saw stark limping away after uh, an injury to his shoulder he came back and tried to see if he can still carry on and then went decided it's not worth it and went back out um so both if uh, stark is actually injured or uncomfortable and comins has been a bit you know jaded australia might be in trouble they have too much of same uh, same sort of attack in this case but let's see how it goes uh, but yeah you could be right i think england might be on the way up enough that uh, at two all going into the last test they may very well be even uh, favorites to take the series so let's see yeah. actually nasir hussain made this very point in the commentary mm-hmm. um they said england were very rusty in the first couple of matches and australia were uh, firing on all cylinders on mm. the back of that uh, world test championship win right and uh, now that uh, the series has reached midpoint or just crossing the midpoint stage um australia are a bit jaded and a bit uh, tired while england are on the way up so we are in for a fascinating uh, finale at the oval again so mm. so Fair. so m- maybe england will regain the ashes this time so can happen right so we'll hmm. see perfect now moving on to the other test matches that are currently in progress well one finished today sri lanka versus pakistan so let's go there first maybe so caught a bit of this game at all was a wonderful advertisement for test match cricket i thought 
Yeah, I was following this course a little bit. I didn't watch it live as such. Um, it was during the daytime earlier in the day, right? So it was a bit difficult. I saw some very battling, I mean, the, at least according to the scores and the commentary I was following on Crickinfo, mm. some battling innings by Dhananjaya De Silva in both innings, right? So Sri Lanka did, uh, for Sri Lanka, he played a couple of very good innings. But then I think the rear guard action from Pakistani batsmen, uh, that may have been the difference, right? So Saud Shakil and uh, uh, Salman Aga, Aga Salman, mm-hmm. sorry. Correct. Uh, these two guys, they played a mammoth partnership and they took the game away from Sri Lankans. Until then, Sri Lanka, I think, were uh, in the ascendancy. Uh, they were, Pakistan were, I guess, five down for 100 and a bit runs. Right? Correct. I think. Uh, Correct. And these two guys, um, uh, Saud Shakil and uh, Aga Salman, they played 150 plus, 160, uh, something like 160 or 170 run partnership. Exactly. And then Saud Shakil batted with the tail amazingly. So, it's it's incredible that they they could score 460 odd runs in response to 300 by Sri Lanka. I mean, Sri Lanka, of course, you know they 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 were playing in home conditions in sprint spin friendly conditions, if I may say so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit strange that you know they've ended up on the losing side, but Pakistan played really well apparently. So, did you catch uh, any of the action? Yes, so I caught some of the. In fact, I started watching the game exactly when. Sarfraz Ahmed was dismissed in the first innings. So, first of all, I think Pakistan have taken a leaf out of the book of England in this case, potentially, and some of their other rivals, they said. So, during this game, Shan Masood had a talk and where he said, you know, they felt in the first uh, World Test Championship final or the recently concluded Championship final, they were way behind the curve and said that uh, they decided to play a bit fast. So, all the batsmen were looking to score fast and were looking to be aggressive. So that probably played played a part as well that Sri Lankan spinners were a bit neutralized. They were attacked, their lengths were attacked and uh, they were not allowed to settle down. So you see, in the 461, Pakistan in the end had a a run rate of only 3.79, but that was mainly due to South Shakil, who actually batted very well with the tail. So after the dismissal of Aga Salman even, I think uh, he added uh, about 160 runs, 170 runs with the tail where he himself scored almost 120 runs. So that's very, very well done to him. And it showed the maturity because they were both on around 80 when uh, Aga Salman was dismissed. But then Saud Shakil went on to make a double hundred, a made in double hundred, right? And this guy is one of those people that people felt he was unfairly kept out of the Pakistani setup. And now he's showing why. So he's showing he has the, let's say, the hunger to be a mainstay of their batting for years to come along with Babar Azam. So a couple of other changes, there was no Mohammad Rizwan in this 11. So Sarfaz Ahmad came back to take his place. And I thought Pakistani fast bowlers did a wonderful job restricting Sri Lanka to 312. So if not for that amazing 100 by Dhananjaya De Silva and some rear guard of his own with their Sri Lankan tail, right? And Angelo Matthews and him sort of... So they were 4 for 54 Sri Lanka. So they were also in a lot of trouble. But then um, he bailed them out, but not enough. He, he did a very good job in both innings, apparently. So, in the second innings, his dismissal of 82, really, because him and Ramesh Mendes had again started a rear guard. And the lead had just crossed 100 when he was dismissed. Naranjaya De Silva. And that sort of uh, got them uh, in trouble. So, they did their best with what they had. Even with a target of 133 or 131, they tried to make it hard. But uh, Imamul Haq, the opener, carried his bat, played a regular opener's innings. Right, scoring at around 50-60. Babar Azam and Saul Shakil made some quick runs 
and made sure you know the target came into hand very quickly and that was the right approach and they won the game comfortably pakistan so by the way at the beginning of this this series it was sort of almost said that sri lanka were the favorites i was a bit surprised to read that and they have shown that pakistan that uh, no that was a wrong uh, wrong estimation so it's a two test match series they have won a first test match they can't lose the series anymore so it's a good start to their uh, new world test championship cycle so looking at uh, the series in general and how it went do you think sri lanka will be able to fight back i hope they can well I, the other thing i have to say about pakistani team is um, i think their last series was in pakistan right their previous series uh, that they played in test uh, test cricket indeed yeah so it was a home series they were playing um, i think england played uh, pakistan after so many years right. and pakistani team there. i think they were under a lot of pressure from the right yeah i know but they were under a lot of pressure to perform in home conditions right. so now they are playing away and they have nothing to prove sort of so they have that kind of an attitude in my opinion mm. anyway i can't read their minds but that's what i think <laughs> um and uh, that seems to be paying off for them so and the, one more thing i wanted to highlight in pakistan innings there you were talking about sochakil batting with the tail uh, mm-hmm. if you look at the fast bowlers you're talking about pakistani fast bowlers doing a great job shahin shah afridi and nasim shah but if you look at nasim shah's batting figures he has scored oh yes yeah he has scored 6 runs but he has played mm. 78 deliveries so that is 13 overs I mean not just that he took a whole session he took a whole session out exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so that's the kind of dedication this is so i mean we know that pakistani teams are always been have always been very mercurial right they come up with such kind of performance <laughs> once in a while and it's so amazing to uh, you know see and appreciate that uh, if you have not read this book um i i recently finished this book by wasim akram mm-hmm. um with um, a lot of contribution from gideon hay mm-hmm. uh it's called sultan of swing right it's an amazing book it it chronicles his career as well as he talks a lot about how pakistan cricket works and how especially it doesn't work mm. <laughs> and the kind of politics they have i mean of course you have to take it with uh, lots of bags of salt um it's his opinion right so right. but then some of the things he talks about is it's quite amazing i could relate to what was happening here out in the field uh, also during that uh, OD, uh, the the home series against england right um so it's it's amazing right so we have the next crop of pakistani players but we don't know if they'll stay in the team for long mm. and you just mentioned about south sakil being uh, the you know the the next crop of good batters um alongside babar azam who are going to take the team forward for the next decade or so and now he gets his opportunity after a while right so it's not fair sometimes but that's how it works mm-hmm. uh, and imam ulak is doing well right so imam he finished the game for them so he was there till the end to uh, see pakistan over the line right <laughs> and notwithstanding all the criticism he has been cropping uh, copying over the years right mm. about favoritism and all that exactly. he's still doing a good job right so he's still doing a good job yeah i mean I think he's he's unfairly targeted, of course, for being a nephew of a big big guy in Pakistani cricket. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. um, look, um, it's not his fault who his uh, uncle might be, but uh, he's doing the best he can. If you look at his record, it speaks for itself, so to say. It's not that bad. So think about it that way. And uh, well, they are the approach they have taken is very encouraging. I think the last couple of uh, last couple of WTC. cycles i think they they felt they were underdone and they want to not make the same mistakes so they've really begun in a good way so that's great to see 
also it augurs well right so sri lanka and pakistan sri lanka will always fight back at home there no pushovers and that's going to be fun if you are a cricket match fan and uh, yeah may the best team win i would say because there is a good chance uh, it will be a cracker next test match so i think we should quickly switch over to the ongoing test currently in play where uh, kohli is leading india and uh, with a bat of course so india yeah. they are they are 259 for four this is very close to the end of day's play 72 overs have been bowled and um well at least kohli and jadeja seem to have stemmed the rot a little because after a very successful opening stand of 139 yashasvi jaiswal got out and then shubman gill fell cheaply and rohit sharma was worked out beautifully by uh, warikan so there is no there is no hundreds in the top order yet kohli by the way while running seems to have injured himself he threw himself full length trying to prevent a run out he was coming back for a quick second he seemed to have injured his thumb we are in the meanwhile looking at what's happening but he'll carry on batting surely but do you think kohli will get 100 here i thought he missed 100 in the previous test it was there yeah i mean i'm going to make a controversial statement here this is his big chance fair enough <laughs> against a depleted west indian side mm. this is not really a west indian side right this is this is not a full strength west indian side let me put it that mm. way they have some good players but they are not really performing that well uh, look at somebody like alzari joseph is mm. is another one of those um, tearaway quicks quicks um he doesn't do well at the moment um of course you one of your favorite bowlers shan gabriel is playing yes right. he took a wicket the way he bowled uh, <laughs> he took a wicket rahane, yeah yeah yes, uh, well, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah what what is noticeable here is mm. um so yashasvi jaiswal has been so we have identified the next opening batter for india but we'll see what happens maybe in the next series i think india plays south africa right mm-hmm. towards the end of the right. year so if we well, once he plays in south africa it's just a two test series by the way it is such a shame uh, i hate it when they say announced it to be a two test series in south africa anyway mm. so when he plays over there uh, and if he gets a, a longer run uh, unlike uh, prithvi shaw for example um, mm. so we might be able to see his full repertoire and i think he is quite capable he has a temperament i saw his innings most of it the in the first test match he played quite well of course he also had got a lot of uh, chances you know there were a lot of drop catches and right, stuff like right. that and uh, i think uh, an lbw which was not given yes. on the field mm-hmm. so he was very lucky to survive but he made the most of it right uh, but i think there is a little bit of a casualty here hmm. in shubman gill hmm. so if you look at his both innings in the first innings as well as in the second in- uh, sorry the first test match as well as over here in this test match it's it's probably too early to say that but uh, he was dismissed cheaply um so when he's coming one drop or uh, at number 3 does not seem to be his position maybe he'll need a bit more time to adapt mm. um so i don't know uh, what's going to happen for, for him if he continues to bat at number 3 and if he doesn't make a lot of runs maybe he will ask rohit uh, sharma to give his uh, opening slot back <laughs> i guess uh but kohli is on the way up so kohli did well last match mm. it was very uh yeah it was a very tenacious innings right he's he spent a lot of time out in the middle he was very scratchy but he still managed to score some runs mm. and now he seems set for 100 with uh, as you said 67 runs currently to his name with a strike rate of about 55 right um so it does not seem that bad but uh, i mean i would wish for him to score a century here uh so that he can uh, you know take that monkey off his back 
and then continue scoring runs just like what happened in that uh, t20 game right you remember he was he was he hadn't scored a century in a long time and then he scored the century against afghanistan i believe uh, in the asia cup the previous asia cup mm-hmm. and afterwards he started to find his gear you know gear again he was um, back to his full f- uh, form but he yeah he's due a long uh, big score mm. uh, for quite some time fair enough uh, maybe his star is on the way in we don't know uh, but uh, this is his opportunity so he has to make hay while the sun shines fair enough so but from the match perspective itself look i read the fact i mean which sort of saddened me west indies haven't beaten india in a test match in 21 years so do you think they might take this opportunity to do that i wish for that i mean i wish they can do that but um, india have a very potent bowling lineup of course you see there is a new debutant uh, mukesh kumar exactly <clears throat> they've changed yeah, their fast so bowling have... lineup a little bit huh? the spinners remain but yeah. mukesh and jaydev unathkat come in yeah i guess unathkat was already there in the previous game if i'm not wrong oh, was he okay. Uh, okay yeah i think so uh, but anyway um so we we have mukesh kumar and jaydev unathkat who are not really that experienced in the test arena of course we have uh, mohammad siraj uh, leading the attack mm-hmm. uh, but we have two classy spinners in uh, jadeja and uh, ashwin I mean ashwin i still don't know why he was left out of that uh, wtc finals mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway mm-hmm. let's not talk about it right now um so india have a very potent bowling lineup um they will dry up the runs for west indies and they will get frustrated and um, they will uh, they will collapse i mean i hope i'm proved wrong but um, yeah me too i have not seen any kind of fight from the west indian team ever since that double century from uh, in west indies i mean by by uh, jason holder against england you remember that match mm-hmm. where they won against england oh, against in 2019 yeah 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 fantastic tour and mark wood was bowling like a wind in that uh, series if you remember mm-hmm. he was also there um but yeah i think ever since that match i have not seen them do well in west indies west indian conditions um so i hope they can do well fair enough so let's do hope you know it becomes a tough contest of test cricket which is what we want moving on i think we should quickly have a chat about the women's ashes where england achieved what was considered unachievable not very long ago that they actually beat australia in back to back limited overs series they first beat them in a t20i series and then beat them in in an odi series so this was the first odi series loss for an australian women's team in 10 years i don't know if any cricketing at least team can claim such a record no series loss forget home and away for 10 years and uh, finally england did that and they did that because they needed to do that to draw the ashes which they have done i think uh, australia definitely missed meg glanning she was injured and she pulled out last minute and it was a big deal but they were well led by alisa healy you could say but and the team is still made of bunch of champion players but in that decisive game and the decisive two games heather knight and nat siver that's your brand they stood up for england so basically what happened is australia actually came back with two odis remaining australia made a comeback and they won that second odi so the series was won all but by winning that game australia went ahead in points england had to win the last game not only to take the series but more importantly to uh, draw the ashes they did both of those so heather knight deserved the credit in the first odi when she won the game and then but Natsiver Bunt has hit 200s now and uh, she scored 271 runs in a 3 ODI series, took 3 wickets to go with that. So she was the person of the series. In either case, I thought Alisa Healy was not very, not very potent with the bat, not the Alisa Healy that we know, the free 
free flowing attacking player that she is maybe captaincy weighed down her a little bit but australia were well beaten in the last odi we really congratulate england on actually winning back to back limited over series against this australian team but also drawing the ashes itself from a point where they could afford no more than one defeat in six games five six games and they achieved that so congratulations to them your thoughts on yes. this um honestly i did not follow a lot of this uh, women's ashes to be honest um i did follow the test match a little bit and it was a well deserved win for australia of course but then the limited over series i only saw the scores here and there uh, about alisa's healy's um batting form mm. i might know the reason why she hasn't done well in batting mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I, it's just a it's just a let's say a punt um uh, her husband um, um mitchell stark apparently has stolen one of her bats oh do you know that this is terrible he bats with one of her bats i mean how terrible is this yeah so apparently he was on the lookout for a lighter bat mm. and then he saw um at home i guess there was a bat lying outside of a kit right and then he picked it up and then uh, you know took it away with him uh, and then she didn't realize and then he asked her apparently one of these days hey do you know if any of your bats is missing and she said no i don't i don't think so and he kept it with himself perfect i guess he's scoring runs with her bat <laughs> he's doing all right he's in theory yeah he's doing all right yeah he's scoring enough yeah. runs and more importantly taking wickets he took a 5 for in the last game so i think we clearly yeah. know now what seems to be the problem exactly but this is terrible yeah yeah so the lighter bat um well mitchell stark wants wanted that lighter bat and uh, he has it and alisa hilly is uh, not doing well with, uh, with her bat apparently at the moment so well i mean jokes apart um well this is a true fact that he did take her bat but i'm not sure if that affected her form but maybe as you said you know uh, captaincy has probably taken a toll a bit um, yeah low on energy i think it it's a lot. it takes a toll right being a captain absolutely uh, you you have personally experienced it uh, last oh, season yes. in your oh, own yes. club so mm-hmm. so you can tell more about it later but of course <laughs> yeah so I, i see the same thing happening to pat cummins i hope he comes up i mean uh, he he gets out of this uh, um you know he, he gets a break in some way Uh, maybe there is a rain break for one day they don't play at all tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after mm-hmm. he can reset a little bit and then think through his strategy a bit more come up with better plans so yeah i wish them well no absolutely very we wish them the same that you know i mean he took a 6 for in the third test but he was he was also going for a lot of runs not very typically what you would consider uh, yeah you know comments like bowling so let's see if uh, he's able to come out of it this is important also for you know going further so this is one thing um now if you were to move on to the other uh, limited over series women women's cricket that was bangladesh women versus india women so the t20a series was won by india 2-1 but bangladesh sort of won the third uh, t20a and they carried the momentum onward and they actually beat um india in the first of the odi so they actually it was a shock because um well batting first bangladesh did not make a very big score right i mean if you see 152 in a full uh, odi at least it was rain affected but 44 overs is yeah, it's enough time 152 uh, but what we have seen is scoring rates have been pretty low in this entire series so from that perspective they had a competitive score you could say and india were looking fairly comfortable so from i don't know at the half way mark you would think they they would chase it easily but Deepthi Sharma made 20 and that was the highest score and outside of that there were six other teen scores 
but nobody went on to really make a decisive contribution and india lost with enough time left sort of if they had wickets in hand you would think they would actually chase this down because they were all out with almost 8 hours left in the game so that was a bit of a surprise if you are an india fan but then in the next game which actually concluded today the second odi india came back strong and they beat um bangladesh and if if you look at it it was jamema rodrix show by the way so jamema rodrix first of all batted bangladesh almost out of the game she was one of the few players on this tour to be able to score at you know 110 strike rate she made a very big score and then not only comf- you know happy with that she came back and took three wickets giving just three runs it was very interesting uh, that she it was basically she that won the game for india but now the decider is going to be all important it's one all right so uh, i don't know if you followed this closely but would you gander a prediction um it's going to be interesting because um i did follow one of the matches i think it was one of the t20 matches india scored a very india had a very low score and they still managed to defend yeah, it yeah. it's in, un, unpredictable right so this women's cricket at the moment is a bit unpredictable probably because of the conditions mm-hmm. over there um i still back india um because i don't I mean i hope they can't uh, they, they don't uh, uh, stutter again hmm. they should be a bit more professional uh, i guess they were a bit rusty in the first match um, coming off of that uh, t20 series so i think india will do the job um, but bangladesh surprisingly have been bat- uh, playing well so we'll see what happens uh, i think india should uh, win it anyway all right let's see if that comes to pass now those are all the let's say the important games that we wanted to discuss so there's not a lot of news off the cricketing field for a change that we would like to talk about just one the asia cup schedule is finally out uh, any surprises for you there giri uh, not really of course you know india is not playing in pakistan mm. so india will play all their games in uh, in in sri lanka right so in sri lanka in right. india uh, pakistan i think is hosting four games uh was it four no, or five four. i can't remember four. actually you're right yeah four games so and the finals will of course be played in colombo mm. so it will still be in sri lanka so a lot of games in sri lanka <laughs> and uh, interesting because it's also in the monsoon season i don't know how many of the games will actually uh be played for the full uh full quota of the mm-hmm. overs so we'll see i mean monsoon is at least treating the test match uh, test matches okay but you are right it's a bit, bit later in the year and uh, yeah end of august is when it will start raining you're right but let's hope that you know even though there will be some effects maybe there will be some games that are affected and so on but we really hope you know at least they have kept some reserve days for semi finals and finals and those sort of days and the you know the game goes through there are no semi finals here it's a super six so super fours in this case sorry so there there'll be no just semi final but there'll be more chances afforded so it looked like you know it's almost yeah. as if this is this looks like a draw that's been made with india in mind who are usually bad at knockout sort of games <laughs> in uh, world world tournaments so it looks like almost been made with india in mind let's see if india are able to go ahead and win this trophy this time giri yeah i mean i was just thinking back to the day when uh, there was this IC- icc champions trophy finals you remember way back maybe 20 years ago almost more than 20 years was ago was new zealand or something there was this final No I think it was Sri Lanka mm. India and Sri Lanka they had a oh, final it was washed out India were in the finals yeah it was washed out on the first day there was a reserve day so they played again actually India batted on the first first mm. day uh the stipulated uh, day of, day of the right. final and they they scored a good uh, they had i think 250 plus mm. score 
and then um, sri lanka had to bat but then it rained it the game was a washout so they started again the next day uh, and india played well again uh, and india was on top and then it rained again and they had to abandon and they had to share the trophy. well if there are two washouts <laughs> so what can you do right yeah exactly so the, you you cannot have any worse luck than that you have two washouts mm. um yeah so we'll see i think asia cup yeah it's it's not really that much of a challenge these days i have to mm-hmm. say um if, if you think back to the old days when we had a very strong pakistani and sri lankan side um playing against india and bangladesh bangladesh is still the minnows back mm-hmm. then but i remember the the old days when we had asia cup matches in sharjah for example right Uh, those were those were really competitive matches and these matches from the asia cup they are more like warm ups before the um, the 50 over world cup in india well it makes uh, so sense right it seems like that anyway yeah it makes mm-hmm. sense so i hope they take it seriously um at least india they take it seriously and uh, try out different combinations you remember mm-hmm. before the previous world cup the t20 world cup they were trying out so many combinations in india i don't know if they had a settled squad by, uh, the, when when they when they played the uh, t20 world cup in australia mm. last last time around so i hope they come up with their playing 11 or the first 12 or 13 people uh, preferred players pretty quickly and they settle with it rather than um, yeah mixing and matching very frequently so cheap we'll see what happens uh, I, I, I am i right in saying that vvs lakshman will be the coach for the this indian team this is what team? i read i think dravid might be given a break as well the coaching staff themselves mm-hmm. also need break right so we may see that there are uh, rumors that shikhar dhawan may be brought back as a captain one off to lead india i thought rituraj gaikwad was the captain no, but that's was it in the same no no series? that's for the asian oh, games that's, a different that's one, for okay. the asian games where yeah Asian I think they are sending yeah. a very young team. Sort of average age is 21 or something. I read somewhere. They are sending a very young team there. Same thing for the ongoing, the emerging Asia Cup that is currently in progress, where they are trying out a lot of players, giving them the um, exposure of playing for India at the highest level and so on. Yeah, it might be that some of the fringe players might be given a chance to prove themselves. They might be given a chance that they can show what they are made of and maybe put their case forward. I expect as many as four or five uh, key players might be rested. Let's see how it goes. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the, I uh, I agree with you over there. Um, so we have to see. Uh, as I just said, you know, um, they need to come up with a good playing eleven in preparation for the World mm. Cup. Uh, I don't know if they're going to rest Kohli and Rohit Sharma and, uh, uh, for example, Surya Kumar Yadav and those guys, mm-hmm. the the premier players in the limited over. limited over game i think surya kumar yadav will still play because he's not playing all formats mm-hmm. right so um we have to see what's going to happen and i i hope they have a transition plan in place once rohit sharma and uh, virat kohli decide to call it a day mm. right so those two um giants of indian cricket over the last decade um we have some good players already and uh, it might also be a good time to hand over the captaincy on a permanent basis uh to hardik pandya for example mm. instead of rohit being i guess rohit will want to captain india uh in a home world cup right so he will want to do that mm-hmm. uh but we we'll, we need to see i don't know uh, he, his white ball form is still good i think he's still a good player I mean, he's been doing well here as well another year in the west indies yeah he's been doing well so he's it's a good time for him to find form so mm-hmm. it's good for it good's good for him but yeah i think they also need to consider a transition plan 
for the uh, limited overs at least all right limited overs let's see i mean I... another question for you another question for you away from all the international cricket have you also been following this uh, new league mlc don't <laughs> much i mean much like any other t20 league i'll probably follow the last two or three games <laughs> okay yeah. have you been following mlc at all uh, not much i only noticed that uh, a very familiar name is at the top of the table at the moment mm. texas but the 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 owner of that club is um, uh, super kings texas super kings Indeed. so it's a csk subsidiary you must have seen who the captain is <laughs> I mean, there are not a lot of surprises of duplessy yeah it's of duplessy well he he's balancing <laughs> so very... uh, himself well between bangalore and chennai or chennai franchise and bangalore well, franchise must say so yeah it's ex- exactly what i wanted to uh, mention actually um, so i don't know if he's going to go out of the rcb team now that the team management is going to change right we read about yeah, that yeah i remember uh, reading recently. this that you know maybe yeah the coaching staff have uh, not been their contracts have not been renewed which should have been done by now so maybe the management is thinking of changing the coaching staff so uh, who knows yeah. it could very well be hessen and bangar could go and then maybe mm. yeah duplessy is also on the wrong side of 30 oh but right? he had a very good season as a, at least as a batsman i would i would be loath to uh, let go yeah. of him because i think he still has one or two good seasons yet yeah i was reading social media uh, comments the other day uh, on twitter and instagram <laughs> i noticed a lot of people saying uh, you know you should uh, you you should send kohli out of rcb team a <laughs> <laughs> lot of daring comments you know a lot of people saying kohli should uh, be you know thrown out of the team and all that well okay it's, it's very somebody uh, else will yeah, take him that, that's i will be very happy to take him i'm sure right i want to i want to mention one more thing here uh, i know we are out of time but there is one more point uh, do you follow this kannada uh, commentary by vijay bharadwaj and jani and those i have only heard it once or twice i have not been able to yeah but they also have they also have a podcast uh-huh. oh really uh, or, or a chat show it's called drs uh-huh. dressing room something mm-hmm. show dressing room mm-hmm. show where these guys talk about all cricket matters perfect uh, sometimes uh, sometimes funny stuff as well and uh, there were a lot of people uh, rooting for vijay bharadwaj to take over uh, one of a coaching role uh, a coaching role in rcb team not a bad idea <laughs> so a lot of things, yeah, why not? not a bad idea so mm-hmm. so one of the things vijay bharadwaj actually mentioned um, it, it might be a controversial statement mm-hmm. uh, what he said is much of the support staff right now with rcb mm-hmm. is uh, not from bangalore or karnataka background they are actually from tamil nadu okay yeah so much major, i think they have maybe 10 to 15 people who are not from karnataka so he was saying you should have people from karnataka well i mean look again <laughs> we are not averse to appointing south african new zealand coaches i don't understand yeah. why is it a problem if somebody from tamil nadu were to come and coach us no he says yeah well i mean is there a dearth of you know people or talent within the state that was his question i mean anyway. i think we It should bring regionalism idea. into <laughs> exactly sort of things, but okay no i mean that was not his point okay. uh, for the risk of misquoting him uh-huh. and landing in trouble uh, that's not what he said he said they are all good people but maybe you should also look at people from within the region there could be local talents here maybe he was pointing a finger at himself i guess i guess he was making a point for himself and there's nothing wrong there right uh, but nonetheless i mean you probably see what happens is it's like management change right so if a ceo changes then he brings his own management team and so on middle management and it's something yeah. like that but 
also there are many other factors i'm sure that are taken into account let's just say deserving people will also get a chance in their own home team or home based team whatever that might be let's see how that goes um all right now before we say goodbye i would like to say thank you to the uh, large number of guests guest co-hosts who actually graced our podcast are able to keep this podcast going with me are helping me as i said i've made some excellent friends along the way so uh, it it might be 200 but it's also a lot of credit to the people who sat with me have uh, you know uh, had a chat with me over these topics that we like and continue so yeah i would like to thank all my co-hosts that have been on the show over 200 episodes i cannot individually name every one of them but a big thanks so giri as wonderful as chat has been it's time to i think <laughs> end it thank you very much once again for coming on the show and as i said i would really love it if you could at least show up once a month with all your commitments permitting so let's see if, if we can make that happen yeah let's see let's see i mean i also want to add one more mm. point here uh, before we um, mm. say goodbye um it's it's a huge effort in uh, you know recording a podcast with a guest arranging um uh you know uh, arranging with a person who is going to come and speak on the on the show there can be conflicting schedules and all that and in spite of that you've been you know at it for the last 4 years um inviting guests talking to them keeping abreast of cricket i mean that comes to you naturally of course um but then again also doing your day job with your cricket club other responsibilities and also finding time to edit the conversations that you have um and post them on uh, on on the podcasting platform as well as uh, you know engaging with people on social media that that's a lot of effort um, i mean i have to say uh, due credit to you because you've been almost single handedly managing this for the last 400 bit years uh, and i'm very happy to see that it has been a long term project for you uh, that was your initial goal as well if i remember all those years ago when we had the chat in our in our uh, mm-hmm. study um that uh, we would like to do you know record something about cricket and all that and you you were always you always had your um you know goal set as a long term thing and you've been doing for 4 years and uh, as you said you know made some wonderful friends and we happened to you know meet uh, one of those uh, guests right when we were in yes. london uh, while watching the match so it's such a small world that we come across cricket podcasters uh, across the world we we stumble upon them every other day so it's it's a small world uh, but you're doing a great service to test cricket uh, and i'm very happy that you can continue this uh, and i wish you all the best in not 200 but maybe 2000 episodes wow. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's let's see how it goes uh, you're recording on an average 50 episodes in if i count the last 4 years so on an average 50 episodes per year that's a good uh, turnout i would say uh, but uh, jokes apart you know wishing you all the best and yeah happy to be here today and looking forward to many other occasions when i can come and have a chat with you it's always good to chat uh, chat with you about cricket so uh, happy to be here and uh, once again congratulations thank you thank you for all the credit there is some luck that has also played its part but well let's just say it's now become a routine i can't see myself uh, let a whole week go past without an episode so we'll see how long we can carry this on and how long i'll have my friends and my you know all the people who support me through this so as long as that goes on i think i'll have the energy to keep going 
we wish all our listeners a good day wherever they may be listening from and we thank them for their patronage and we hope to have them for the next 200 episodes as well it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from him bye bye this is the armchair cricket podcast <laughs>